the gospel works. The gospel is powerful. The gospel changes lives. I want to I share with you the light of the gospel this morning. I won't, I won't preach long, but I, I want to I just share this because it's the foundation, the truth that we preached all week. It's, it's, I want to share with you guys today. When I was a kid, we were very adventurous. I loved going out. I loved doing crazy things. I remember jumping off our swing set with a, a black garbage bag thinking I was going to make a parachute, fell to my face on that. I remember making a zip line out in our backyard with a rope and putting stuff on there, fell to my face on that. Uh, that's, that's probably why I struggle with mentally with things so much, trying to remember names and all that other stuff. I fell a lot as a kid. And uh, once we got older, our adventures spread into other areas. I remember a friend of ours came to us and he said, Hey, Tony and Dave, I know of a cave that we can go exploring. Now, I'm not talking about what you see on TV. I'm talking about this was a hole in the ground. I, I've got a picture that was almost like it. It was, it was a lot like this. You had to go up the hill, and there's just literally a hole. And we used to explore that cave all the time. When you'd walk inside of it, you would look from the inside, and, and the light from that entrance would shine all over in there. So, but the further you got back in there, everything began to change. The only way to survive, and I'm not just saying this was a flashlight. Now, kids today are spoiled with flashlights. You can get an LED lithium battery flashlight. Not us. That was our flashlight battery. How many of you guys remember that back from the day, okay? It, those batteries would last about 10 minutes, okay? They, they, we were cheap. We, we, never, we weren't those fancy Dur Duracell people, Energizer Bunny people. We, we were the four-pack people, okay? That We get that, you drop it. Now, kids don't understand this. There was an actual bulb inside the lights, okay? And it had a spring in it, and if you drop that in the cave, it, it would go everywhere, and to live, you had to find all those pieces and put it back together. Well, that's how it was back then. It, was, it, was, it wasn't like the movies. A lot of times in the movies, you see the caves that are all lit up, and, and they're showing this and stuff, but not them. You had to have a flashlight. You needed them for your, to literally do or die. You, you, if you lost your light, you would die. And I'm not just saying that. You could not make it out. It was creepy. You'd go up, and you would be sitting there, and look on the ceiling, and there was bats all over the ceiling. Now, it's not like in Batman, okay? It's not like they flooded out, and they were the size of, you know, a baseball bat or something like that. These were just little creatures, and they'd be all over, and they'd be sleeping half the time, but it would creep you out. There was fear, because when you weren't looking, you could hear them. You were just terrified, and they would take off flying every once in a while. But to get through there, and to know where you were at, people would spray paint on the walls, but then you would get to a spot that was a lot like this. There was arrows everywhere. People would get in there. they think it was funny to spray paint this way out. And it would actually lead to a dead end. But that's, that's just how it was. And a lot of times we would take string and we'd tie it off on something. We'd follow the string all the way through it. But I'm telling you, a lot of you kind of experienced this yourselves as parents. Uh, just going in your kid's bedroom at night to check on them, okay? It's, you know, that wondering if you're going to live or die, making it. A, Morgan cleaned her room the other day. We got back from a trip, but I didn't realize that she left her suitcase right in the middle of the thing, and she was half asleep, and I went in there, and literally, it's not something you just trip over and recover when it's a suitcase, and I remember going over and literally hitting all her stuff, waking her up. She woke up scared. I was just going in there to kiss her on the cheek, and, you know, wish, and I almost died. Kids, be careful what you put on your floor. That Lego, that one Lego can be the end of your mom or dad. I'm telling you right now. It's like, but the thing about in the caves, 
there was pits, there was holes, there was cracks that you would shine your flashlight. It would go literally two stories down in the ground. It was, they were huge. He said, what is the point of this? It reminded me a lot of what the Paul was sent to do. He was standing before King Agrippa and he was talking about the mission that God gave him. And he said to King Agrippa, and he was talking about the light of the gospel or darkness to light. And he said in Acts 26, verse 18, he said, Jesus told me. He's talking to King Agrippa. He said, Jesus called me to do this. And he literally points it out, the, the, the letters in red, pointing out what Jesus actually said to him, to open their eyes, to turn them from darkness to light. Listen to this. From the power of Satan unto God that they might receive forgiveness, the inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me, darkness to light. Paul is explaining spiritual, spiritual life, talking about darkness. You, you know, there's a lot of parallels to that, talking about the, the, the light, and the Bible says the word, of, the, the word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. That's very descriptive. God said this is the truth. It lights the way. It illuminates. It shows you the way. It eliminates confusion. Guys, just like in that cave, an absence in our culture of truth is like walking around in that cave in the dark. It's dangerous. I'm telling you guys, life without the word or life without the truth or life without absolute truth is dangerous. He said, I'm going to turn them from darkness to light. The Bible says the way of the wicked is as darkness. He used that description all through the Bible. It says darkness. Now listen, they know not what they stumble in our culture, a lot of times, and I'm talking to every parent, talking to kids here, a lot of times we're, we're frustrated in life saying, why can't I get ahead? Why can't I understand? Why can't I make sense of life? Why am I always on my face? God says this. He said, you know what? They walk in darkness and they don't even know what's making them stumble. I don't know why I can't make my marriage work. I don't know why I can't be a good mom and dad. I don't know why I can't conquer this addiction. I don't know. They, and the Bible says they walk in darkness in absence of truth, in absence of the word of God, in absence of the presence of God. And the Bible simply lays it out like this. He says they don't even realize what's hurting them. They fall on their faces. It, it, it's describing the darkness brings hurt to our lives. All these things that they say, I don't know what's wrong with doing this or getting into this habit or watching this or having this in my life. Darkness makes you lost. You say, I can't find my way. That's a spiritual illustration there. I don't know how to get out of this. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know where I'm at. You kids will struggle with that, I'm telling you. And I'm, I'm saying every age of these kids. When you, get, when you guys are growing up and understanding the confusion that Satan does in the dark, whether you question even your gender, you question your identity, you question why you're here. Do I belong? Do I have purpose? Does God like me? Yes, God likes you. God loves you. He died for you. But see, the Bible talks about the dangers of the darkness. It talks about how, how there's, there, there's darkness brings confusion and darkness brings fear. And he says in that same passage, he said it's not just darkness. He said, and from the power of Satan unto God, the power of the darkness, spiritual warfare. I looked up that word power in the Greek of what it was talking about there. It means control or strength. Man, I, I hate even talking about this, but it's true. Do you understand when Satan gets a hold of you in the darkness, there's a power behind it that won't let you go? 
A lot of people are just like, well, I'm going to do better. I'm going to try to get better. I'm going to get out of this. I'm going to improve. I'm going to change. I'm going to do this. And a week later, you're like, I don't know why I keep failing. I don't want to give Satan any more credit than he deserves. But I tell you, there's a power behind the things that we deal with in this world that is wicked and powerful more than you can imagine. Let me tell every parent here, it's creeping in, it's getting worse, and it's overcoming in a lot of areas of our life. Social media can be a great thing, but it is bringing depression and oppression to our kids through bullying, trying to measure up to the other kids, dealing with what they're told, how they're ignored, all these things. Even in our lives, the stress and all these things, trying to keep up. There is a power. We dealt with it this week. I'm, I'm telling you right now, there are, that we, had, we had two teenagers in our youth group that went through very, very difficult things in the middle of us trying to stand up here preaching the gospel, and we had teenagers going through hard things in our church, just oppression through, through their spiritual warfare. And the reason why he says it is control, Satan wants nothing more to reach into the darkness, leave them out of the light. And by the way, an absence of the light, absolutely, if this is the light, Guys, listen to me. If the word of God is the light and they are not going to church and they're not around God and they're not around preaching and they're not around teaching, we automatically put our kids in the dark. Not being mean or cruel. I'm telling you what, thus saith the Lord, God Almighty, the one that created us and knows us inside and out, without the word of God, without the presence of God in their life, our kids are left in the dark, and that is where they get hurt, and that is where they're confused, and that is where they are scared, and that's where all those things happen, and we're seeing the effects of it today, and so many other things are overcoming our kids, and so many other things are distracting our kids to where we're we're absent from the house of God, and we're absent from the thing of God because we're distracted running after other things. Must be a priority greater than being lost in a cave without a flashlight. He's being lost in this world without the word of God. Danger is all around us. And the Bible is talking about the grips and even warned in Paul and Timothy to recover them out of the snares of the devil to take, that have been taken captive by him. Teenagers and kids that are being taken captive by anxiety and depression and oppression at ages 5, 10, and 15 years old is crazy in our culture. So that's not true, man. You should talk to these kids. You guys know we had 19 kids that accepted Christ this week. You should have seen how many actually came back to the prayer rooms. We had, we had 15, 20, 25, 35 kids every single night. You said, then why did we only have 19 kids? Do you know most of them are sitting there talking about the fears that they have, the rejection that they get, the, the, the problems in their life, questioning whether God likes them. Why did mommy and dad separate? Why am I scared at night? Why am I so frustrated? Yeah, Satan's at work. There's a danger in the darkness, but the Bible says that there's a power in that darkness that's worked. I'm not, I'm not here just to leave it at that because he was emphasizing the hope that conquers the darkness. He said to open their eyes, to turn them from darkness to light, and the power of, God unto, uh, power of Satan unto God that they may receive forgiveness of sins. Now, something we often overlook in a passage like this that is so cool. Look at, it says to open their eyes and to, what's the next word? Turn them. I love that. So you're lost. I've been lost before many times. Thank God for GPS today. 
But I can I, I tell you, you get lost and then you run inside the gas station. Kids will never understand unless their cell phone goes dead today. To go inside and say, and the dude says, dude, you are totally in the wrong direction. You've got to turn around and go back the other way. The Bible was saying literally that God, through the power of God, through the light, is able to completely turn you in the opposite direction and put you back on track. To turn you from the darkness into the light. You know what you find in the light? Life begins to make sense, and all of a sudden you see it. You know why it says at the very beginning this? To open their eyes, because you are blind without God. You don't understand what's going wrong. You don't understand why you're falling apart. You don't understand why you can't get out of the pit that you're in, why you argue with your kids and you argue with your family, because you have your eyes closed to life. And God says, I'll turn you. You know what he's saying that? He said it's a change of direction. He said, I'm going to make it better. I'm going to give you hope. Wherever you're at, whoever you are, I'm telling you in your life today, parents and kids, God has a way. God's the only one. You realize that the power of light, if I was to turn on a light in this room, actually I did this. If I was to turn on a light in this room, wherever I shine the light, do you know what happens? The darkness has to flee. Now, this is not my illustration. This is the Bible right here. If I am to turn on this light, do you understand that the darkness, wherever the light is, the darkness has to go. I have power in my hands. You sit there and say, man, I'm so defeated. I don't know how to get out of this. I don't know how to fix this. I don't know how to be a better parent. God's giving you the power that you need to take your kids and rescue your kids out of the darkness. It's a matter what you do with it. I could sit there and talk and brag about the power of the light all day long, but unless I put it in my life, and actually that's the second that he, thing that he said about the hope that is in us. He said this in that passage, that they may receive forgiveness. Do you get that? That they may receive forgiveness. The wages of sin is death in our life, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. If you are here and you are alive, you were born in sin. We've all fallen short. We've all messed up. It's just the way that it is. We're born into sin. And the Bible says the only way to truly be rescued, and he's talking about that salvation, to truly to be changed in our life, to be made whole and to be made new, must be the forgiveness of our sins. Now, did you notice the word that comes before that word in that passage right there? He said that they may receive. You guys hear that? That they might receive it. God died to give it to us, but God says this, you must receive it. The reason why this day is so important and the reason why we're willing to build a spaceship in our sanctuary and work with kids all single week and do all the crazy things that we did is just so that we can give an opportunity for you to have the power of the light, the power of the gospel. But I'm here to tell you, as simple as it is, I cannot make you have it. You must receive it.